You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Last night, this big cloud came, and then once the cloud came, the cold weather came, and Lehman so the is cold here. weather is a, is a cold is a cloud? It was like a cold front. And, and Lehman is here and he's like, why didn't you tell me to bring a coat? And I'm like, my brother in Christ, we are in Chicago in October. Yeah. There is no predicting this weather. Uh, it doesn't work for Lehman, he's Jewish. <laughs> Touche. It works for everybody. <laughs> Tony, where are you? Why, at my, why can't at my we house? See, why can't we see your video? Yeah, why can't we see you? Because, guys, I woke up, you know, we're doing this a little early morning. We usually do it at a different time. And, 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. But you have like a pro, you have like a professional studio know, in your it house. Takes, it takes me so Are much Are you just to, saying like, like you it. don't have your face on? Yeah, like that's you're, exactly what he's saying. <laughs> you're like too sleepy looking? Yeah, kind of. I didn't feel like put, you know, putting all the bells and whistles on to, to do this. Do like, you want what, me to? What are you? That's amazing. Look, I, what goes I into getting you ready? 10 yeah. minutes ago. How, what is your excuse? No, 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 no. It doesn't take me anything to get ready in the morning. Like, I'll wake up for, for a regular day. I have to leave the house by 7. I'll probably be up by 6.45. And within 14 minutes, like, I'm out of the house. It's just turning on the lights, hooking up the cameras, doing all this stuff. It just takes a while, and I didn't really feel like doing it. Why can't we just see you without the lights and the camera? Because just the camera sit in front of a laptop. Work. No, because it's not a laptop. It's like a whole complicated thing, and then I have to turn on the camera. And then if I turn on the camera, I have to do the whole thing anyway. So I just figured, let me just be a voice without a body. Look, my boy, Diva. Yeah, I mean, I guess the reality is, is we're probably not posting video of this. Exactly. But it's still, it's still empty for us. No, Juju nailed it. You're a diva. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. I thought you he said mean? it was. I thought it was deeper. I thought I heard deeper. I don't know. You like you like Terrell Owens and uh, Ocho Cinco. <laughs> yeah, your classic To. Which one do you think he is, Juju? Is he To or is he Ocho Cinco? Hmm. Ocho for sure. I wow. think so too, because To was Big better game. than Ocho. Speaking of the Lord of the Rings, oh. holy moly! Did y'all watch it last night? No, I didn't see the episode last okay, night. Okay, never mind. I did see the terrible th uh, Thursday night football game, though. Did you guys watch that? Russell Wilson is the Joker of the week. I want to say that right now. <laughs> Joker. I don't know if still... He's the Joker of the week. Boy, you had all them promotional videos, and you goofy as hell, and you sorry as hell. I'm sorry, I'm Sierra. Al, so Michaels, Al Michaels now is just, like, openly, like, voicing his displeasure during the broadcast. <laughs> yes! Also. Hey. He was like, oh, yeah, I got my, my hotel room in whatever, Arizona. We'll be up all night or something, he was saying. I like it. It's like authentic. It. Yeah, I, I want people to be real. I don't want this like fake facade of broadcasters. Like, right. oh, uh, you know, thank you for watching. It's like, no, man, he for sure had the over in this game because he thought it was going to hit. <laughs> and it was the most terrible game ever. And he had to call that shit. It was horrible. Don't well, like try to make a 6-6 game 
entertaining. Exciting. No. It's exciting because you're making fun of it to me. Well, he okay. tried and Herbstreet yeah. immediately shot him down. He's like, nope, not getting yeah, that right. out. This <laughs> right. isn't a good one. But Welcome to Mystery Thursday Bears, Thunder. Ooh. Oh. Yes, sir. Thursday Thunder hit the jackpot last night. Yeah, though. dude. Mm -hmm. Salute to everybody that followed, man. We Are you guys know. betting that or no? Just just between us amongst I mean, friends here. I bet that last night. Last night I bet that one because I was like, yeah, for the good first one. time. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew it was going to be a terrible football game. Right. I worked myself up so much that I was like, oh, everybody thinks it's going to be a terrible game. It's actually going to be a sneaky good game. So when we were doing the live stream last night, I'm, I'm like, guys, yeah, I'm like, guys, like this, you know what? This could be a decent game. And within four minutes of game time, I was like, oh my God, there were six punts in four minutes. Like, no, we're screwed. <laughs> there were so many punts, man. I did something unforgivable. Ooh, what was murder. That? It wasn't a murder. Oh. Um, that's Woody. I was, that's correct. Oh, the paper. I'm going time. to a wedding tonight and I was writing the wedding card, which first of all, kind of an awkward card to write, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What do you say in the wedding card? Like, congratulations. The card already says congratulations. So do I write it a second time? Right. Say, what do you like, do with like the I'm book that you sign or like the bottles that they have to sign to open? I've never in signed the one. Year? I have really? no idea. I've, huh. ne I've never been to a wedding that has like a book or anything like that. At my wedding in a few months, we're going to have instead of a book for people to sign, we have a uh, like like a rotary phone that you just pick up and it starts recording. So it's for people to. That could be a dangerous game, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. That's what's fun about it. And then the company that we have is gonna then basically send us the full file of wow. what all of the, the voicemails are essentially, and then That's they can like cool, print actually. it onto vinyl, so you have it like forever like that. Tony, uh, did you have something like that? We had we had a book, but it wasn't a normal book. It was attached to I don't remember if it was like a Polaroid camera. Or if it was like one of those like photo booths where people would take pictures and then put it into like a scrapbook kind of thing. I'm not 100% cool. sure on that. I'd have to ask Jen. That reminds me of another unforgivable thing I did at a wedding recently. Damn. Which one should I talk about first though? The I'll card. Talk, the card. I'll talk about the card. Yeah, so you the had card, us the card. I was really like rattled because I didn't know what to write in it. And I felt really awkward. Like I got halfway through a sentence and was like, oh my God, how do I finish this sentence? Like this is like a really awkward sentence and so then I, I finished it and I closed the card and I wrote on the front of it and I, I texted the groom to make sure the bride was taking his last name and so I was like okay like I salvaged the card we're fine and then I wrote on the card their last name apostrophe s instead of like their last name just plural totally unforgivable it's <laughs> it looks so stupid and it's grammatically incorrect and I'm really pinching myself my boyfriend's mad at me I, I ruined the card <laughs> Well, why, this is in the studio. why didn't you just buy a new card or a new envelope because it's like a fancy one of those like fancy papyrus envelopes hmm. and the card why is like thick card stock yeah that just sounds fancy thank, thank you juju <laughs> you could use white out. i got it at the airport no it's a blue it's mm. a blue envelope never it just, get it, it never just get looks, an envelope at an it just looks ever. stupid why because they're they're 77 dollars it was literally eight, it was literally eight dollars but i was oh like my this, God, is, $8 this is the now. only time i'm gonna have to buy this card and i'm gonna forget and then like have to buy it you know on the way to the wedding and it's gonna be a disaster so i just did it that was you know you know something that i've been meaning to do and i tell myself that i'm gonna do but i don't actually follow through on buying cards at the dollar store because they're a dollar mm. and no yeah. one knows the difference between a one dollar card and an eight dollar card unless there's music playing and things are popping out of it 
Yeah. I do have a <laughs> huge point. stack of thank you cards. Oh my god. Oh, still guys. Getting him five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. I do have a huge stack of thank you cards, Billy, that are like that. That are like the dollar store Just ones. Just generic ones. Just thank generic thank yous that I. What am I thanking people for? No one ever does anything for me. I've never used any of them, but I have them. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of those too. I got like a box full of them. My homegirl, she makes uh, cards. Uh, salutes to cards for cake. Cards by Oh, you cake. sent me, you gave me one of their stickers once, Juju. It's exactly. Cute. My homegirl, KK, she made big, uh, big cards. All season though. And I'm always yeah. supporting. And I don't have enough people to thank for things. How do we support KK? Uh, I think it's cards by cake. Uh, let me get the Instagram. Hold on. Yeah, let's really? blow up someone's local business. I, I feel like we should do this every week on. Way. Blow it up in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we should highlight small Just need businesses. need to clarify because we were talking about the Yik Yak with the nuclear reactor the other day. Um, no, yeah, that's yeah. not. It's Cards by Cake. C-A-R-D-S-B-Y-K-A-K-E on Instagram. Sorry, that's my daughter. If you hear that screaming, it's a daddy daycare day. Yeah, she's really cute, by the way. Thanks. She's uh. I'm trying to distract her and have her watch something, but it's on mute, so it's not working. And she's just like repeating all the sounds that I'm doing. And I, I even like dressed her up because I knew that you guys might see her. And I put a little bow in her hair. And as soon as she saw the bow, she takes it out immediately. So, mm. yeah. Do you guys not think it's like embarrassing that I put apostrophe S on this card? It does. It the, looks, does the last name stupid? Of, does the last Here's, name end in S? No. No. I mean, I have. I I can share that pain because when I put a wrong apostrophe on a tweet or something, my heart. Is Thank can't. you. Yes. But uh -huh. typos and tweets are painful. Juju. But what was inside the card? Because that makes the apostrophe very forgivable. Two hundred dollars cash. Oh yeah, yeah. it's fine. They, they I wouldn't even see the apostrophe. Yeah, yeah I didn't even not read even the card. That card's in the trash. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> the effort you put seconds. into it doesn't. I hope they don't read it. The message is really awkward. <laughs> What was the message if the apostrophe? I thought the apostrophe it was, was like, to your It wedding. was like, I'm so thrilled for you both in the future. <laughs> like, it was just nothing. Expressing DraftKings. Salute Jessica to your Smith. wedding, yeah. Juju Gatti, Jessica Expressing, Smith. like, genuine feelings and happiness and writing to your friends is one of the more awkward things, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I've never been to a wedding. What? You've never been I, to a wedding? I've never been to a wedding. Wait a I minute. Went, <laughs> not in my, I went to my mom and dad's, uh, they, they redid a vow renewal when Ooh. I was like seven, but it wasn't popping to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my adult life, I've never been to a wedding. They're not fun. I mean, I, sorry, I'm probably the wrong person. Weddings, eh. Hit or miss. They're hit oh, or yeah. miss. Yeah. yeah. I do love the wedding debrief when you're like on your way home from the wedding with your significant other or like a family member and you can shit on everything. That's be like, I wedding. wouldn't have done this. Like that was uh -huh. horrible. And it's just like, you just are making fun of everyone the whole time. And then one day it's your turn and then people do the same thing to you. Well, once once you have had your wedding, then like on the drive home, you're like, our wedding was more fun than that. Like you start comparing <laughs> everything to your wedding. You're like, really, our, that's our, centerpieces, so true. our centerpieces were a little bit better. Than, our our yeah. DJ was better than that. I will spend most weddings just like i actually have spent a wedding writing notes in taking my phone notes as yeah. like oh i want to make sure i remember to to tell my significant other after this like hey this thing was crazy and that person said this and and oh i didn't like this about the wedding and it's you, you want to have your full debrief that's a bit of, of witty behavior Writing no, notes but at a wedding. That is very that's weird. No, yeah, weird. I don't know. That's weird. I'm, I'm, no, I'm usually I, at the bar not caring about what the fuck is happening. 1,000 billion percent <laughs> no, or on the no, dance fair, floor. 
but both. Jeremy's planning a wedding right now, so yes. he's kind of like making sure to That's avoid exactly disasters or kind of steal ideas that he likes. That's exactly. Yeah, no, I, Jeremy. I That's exactly. Bring it. my. I didn't. Bring, I, did, I definitely didn't bring up that I haven't been to a wedding to get any invite or anything. Well, I was. Well, I was wondering if that, that was that going kind of guy. Yeah, you got two here. Hold on, hold on. Two, two po- you know, potential ones. Right. Well, Juju, I am. I'm gonna see you next weekend, right, in Atlanta. Oh yes, you are. Yeah, absolutely. That's where my Dude, you got to lay is. the groundwork. Oh man, I kind of forgot all about it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I'll, 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 se- I'll send you roll. a separate text. This is this is off off uh, off. Take Jeremy to Magic City. Yeah, but what does that have to do with you not inviting him to your wedding? Well, Ooh. unfortunately, mm. I, this has been the predicament I've been in Awkward. since day one. No, no, no. This are. is uh, you guys help me here because I I feel uncomfortable about the fact that I was planning a like smaller wedding and then have realized I can't invite anybody that I know from work because my family is too big. We uh, work with far too many people is, well, is the problem right now. Cause like, it's not just people, it's a plus one for everyone. Yeah. Right, That's right. the problem. You muted yourself for a yeah. second, Billy. He's battling. His daughter's down there probably she doing She took something. the mouse. She yeah. took the mouse and she's <laughs> muting it. <laughs> like when you start planning it, it's everyone and then a plus one. That's and what happened when I was doing it, I was like, well, I can't exclude people because then that'll be an issue at work. If I invite some, I have to invite everyone. And then it became a thing where like my wedding had, I think, two tables of people from work. It was insane at right. one point. And my wife was mad. She's like, I'm not inviting anyone from work. And I'm like, Ah, my situation's different. I can't really do that because there's feelings involved and then that's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, that that was my entire problem. So I just decided to offend everyone and I won't be inviting anybody from No, from invite, invite, invite like Dan. It. Invite Dan. Invite maybe Stugat. Mm. Just invite people that invite might. John like, Skipper. Yes, yes. Okay. Great invite idea. Invite people who are going to give you a big monetary prize. To not go. Yeah, invite mm. Gary. That's See, Gary. a idea. <laughs> Invite all the people who will just send a nice check to not 1, have to go. 1,000%. That is, is how you do weddings. This is uh, thinking smarter, not, not harder. I like this. So hmm. what do we have on Mystery Crate today? Hmm. Uh, Something about Star Wars. of Endor from uh, Darth Amin and Anthony Mace. Friendly abode of Rule of Two. That's right. My name is Darth Amin. I'm joined as always by my apprentice, Darth Cornpuzzle, aka Anthony Mays. We are part of the Metal Arc Media Empire. We're breaking down the latest episode of Andor, episode five, The Axe Forgets. The trees do not. And this one, if you're a fan of action and things happening and blowing up, you probably didn't like this episode, but if you love a slow build, slow burn maze, if you love exposition, mm. if you love character development, oh, I love it. And most importantly, if you love mommy talk, what an episode for mommy talk. Let me tell you, man, <laughs> this is the most realistic, relatable 
human relationship in Star Wars history. I mean, both mommy talk scenes were imminently relatable. Absolutely. You can tell that Cyril's an only child. That's very obvious. <laughs> Whoever said his mom is a stage mom, they weren't lying. Yeah, it's next level. Yep. And I love how we start the episode with that. That's the very beginning. We get that shot of him looking up optimistically at the sun. That one sliver of sunlight you get down at the lower level of Coruscant. Mm -hmm. And she's criticizing his posture, how he presents himself to the world, which we know that he goes above and beyond in that respect with his adapted uniform. We get the infamous blue milk, I mean. Yes, with cereal. Cereal eating cereal. Debut of cereal in Star Wars. You might as well wear a sign that says, I promise to disappoint you. <laughs> She's really concerned about his job prospects. She brings up Uncle Harlow. I love the semantics of you never come to visit. Well, you never invited me. The standoff. The open invitation is not an invitation. And you said you wanted me to come. I, I induced the rest, right? Like she, She's like, I figured you didn't want me out there. And they just keep going back and forth on it. I'm like, man, this is a little too close to home, man. Like, it was heavy. Yeah. You definitely felt for Cyril here. <laughs> it was tough. No wonder. Tough for this guy to be sent home. Every day is misery. You could tell he's misery. By the way, did you notice in his room, still got action figures? Oh, man. He's basically sleeping in the race car bed. It's not just, hey, you got fired. Everything he had worked so hard to build and become was snatched, and he was literally thrust back into 13-year-old life, living in mom's house, mom heckling. So Preox Morlana, they provide you with your housing? Is that how it works? He gets fired, he loses everything? Yeah, you got to go home. You got to go back to where you came from. Maybe they have a meal plan, too, because cereal doesn't like this cereal at all. Who do you think Uncle Harlow is? You think it's somebody we know? Yeah. I have no idea. I think it's Grand Maester Cabin. I think Harlow's his first name. Oh, okay. That's a good call. Yeah. That would get him right back in the mix. Yep. Partagaz? You think his name's Harlow Partagaz? Yeah. It's quite a name. <laughs> Casting and the Rebels on Aldani are continuing to prep for their heist which is coming next episode can't wait for that when cassian wakes up skeen has gone through his things but still has the kyber crystal tucked away on his person skeen's over there with his shirt off he's asking about the corporate issue blaster and then they talk about skeen's tattoos so we've got the crate head on the chest i mean and by the hand on his forearm yep the crate head of course the crate dragon is the animal on tatooine quite vicious and takes its toll of Tusken Raiders and stuff like that. We saw Mandalorian kill one. Yeah, we saw Mando kill one in season two. His tattoo not only has a number, it's got a barcode on it. Easier processing. They exchange expositional tales about being locked up. Apparently Cassian was in juvie when he was in 13 years old. The other tattoo, by the hand, Maze, did you find any information on that? So there's... Two things on it. One is it was explicitly referenced in the Star Wars Rebels episode Legacy of Mandalore, where we were told that these secret operatives exist and are collectively known as the Emperor's Hand. They're overseen by Grand Admiral Thrawn. But in deeper, non-canonical texts, mm -hmm. Mara Jade 
the eventual wife of Luke Skywalker was the quote unquote emperor's hand. Oh. So people are going a little crazy here thinking that this is a Mara Jade indication. I think it's just the secret operatives that work for the emperor. But does that mean that Skeen was a part of them? That's the interesting thing. These Easter eggs, some of them are just cool throwaways. Like instead of having set dressing or characteristics that are just random, why don't we have things that are referential to things in Star Wars? Remember in Obi-Wan, Quinlan Voss, which we got excited about. Oh, shit, Quinlan Voss. Turns out maybe just, <laughs> just, just something like, oh, it'd be cool if it was someone you've heard of before. The other thing, though, is now you've tipped me onto this. Because I saw somewhere someone was comparing Andor to the Matrix. Mm. That Cassian is like Neo. He has to change his name. He's led by a wiser, older person. He has to join a group of rebels. There's a young, idealistic guy. And then there's someone who's a traitor, who's played by Joey Pants in the Matrix. Could this guy be the traitor, the inside man? I don't think that's where we're headed, but... If you were the traitor, a good way to solidify your position would be to call out someone else as the traitor. Yes. Which is what Skeen goes ahead and does in the rest of this episode. They're talking about their past experience. Cassian talks about being imprisoned in the youth center on SIPO when he was 13. That's where we get the line that becomes the title. They built a lot of cages, huh? The axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Now it's our turn to do the chopping. Ah. Metaphors. Yes. Skeen's there for revenge. He'll tell us more about that later. He sees Cassian looking out across the way over at Cinta, and he basically tells him in the most haughty way ever, like, she's spoken for. How does he put it? She's sharing a blanket, I mean. With Velsartha? Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> Tension. Uh, here's the funny thing. Last week, Maze, because... I watched the episode and then I recorded the pod and then I rewatched the episode with my kids and my oldest says instantly, that's his sister. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see it. She has a very canary look, doesn't she? That's interesting. I also wasn't thinking about that at all. So I'm thinking of this crew a lot more straightforwardly, I suppose. I'm not really looking for twists and turns, but it's possible. I'm not going to rule it out. All right. Skeen also says that Nemec is a true believer. And then Cassian is concerned about Lieutenant Gorn, and we'll also learn more about him later on this episode. Hey guys, it's Mike Fuentes. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. My last year has been crazy. Started off editing videos for Dan, a podcast here and there, and now I basically do everything there is for Mystery Crate. And it's not about doing something different, it's about doing something that makes me happy, something that makes me smile, something that's not as simple as you think. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. We get an awkward breakfast, continuing with the mommy talk, I mean. Oh, my God. Mon Mothma, her husband, Perrin Firtha, and her dipshit teenager. <laughs> daughter, Lita. Perrin can't remember the driver's name. That's going to be a running bit. It's Chloris. 
The daughter is the salty teenager, comes in saying, how am I supposed to eat breakfast if I'm just coming downstairs now, huh? How's that supposed to work? She wants to go to school with her dad. Mothma says it's not up for discussion. Lita accuses her of being a, look at me, Louie, I mean. Yes. Just showing off. Just doing it for the photo op. The funniest thing is that she kept saying, it's okay. You can go. You don't need me. Like, she kept saying it in that way. Like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm giving you permission. You don't have to worry about this. And it was extremely awkward. And in a weird way, this has nothing to do with Star Wars. It is the struggle of every parent consumed by career. And not in the sense of just trying to be an achiever, but she's trying to make a freaking rebellion happen. And so that doesn't happen easy. It doesn't happen without a lot of hard work, particularly hard work of trying to disguise that this thing is even happening. In essence, she sacrificed her role as a mother. And I'm sure you could get deeper in this with you talk about women in the workplace and being made to feel that you're either inadequate at your job or you're inadequate at being a mother at the thing that you're supposed to be proudest of. Maze, do you watch the Netflix show Working Moms with Katherine Reitman? I do not. It's a pretty funny show. Katherine Reitman, who is the daughter of Ivan Reitman, it's a scripted show, it's a comedy, and it's about working moms, as the title would indicate. And her character in particular goes through this a lot, being an absentee mom, so to speak, but her kids are small. There's another character on the show named Anne. Now, Anne has a teenager, and a lot of this interaction between this teen and Mon Mothma is, reminded me a lot of Anne. I think you should watch Working Moms. It's a funny show. You'd like it. Next week on Rule of Two. There you go. Working Moms. Mothma finds it hurtful, and then Lita twists the knife. That's my point. It's all about you, isn't it? Mm. She tells them both she appreciates the support. Shout out to Perrin, who the whole time has a shit-eating grin on his face. He sucks. <laughs> it reminded me of Damon yeah. in House of the Dragon. Leaning, just watching all the yep. chaos, all the squabbling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nemec offers Cassian some Dre milk. It's disgusting, but you can live on it. It's those weird goats. And then he takes out an old and true and sturdy navigational unit, which can't be jammed or intercepted. I mean, Nemec explains that they can't rely on new Imperial tech. They have to use the old school stuff to avoid getting tracked. He's the type of guy who's definitely not on social media. 100%. Nemec is your typical brooklyn hipster he rides a penny farthing bicycle he has handlebar mustache he's got those round spectacles he's shooting 35 millimeter film uh-huh he's listening to vinyl wears suspenders pour over coffee he's avoiding tech at all opportunities with the newsboy cap you know those little hats or whatever oh yeah he's doing all that shit taking it up to another level because he's also working on a manifesto i mean oh, he's got a lot of thoughts and i said this guy's on the no fly list isn't he <laughs> apparently the only thing keeping us from liberty is a few more ideas that's yeah the sarcastic remark from skeen <laughs> absolutely illustrating what an idealist nemic is he says a lot of stuff including the pace of repression outstrips our ability to understand it and that is the real trick of the imperial thought machine his Substack is taken off <laughs> Go through the roof. No, it's not a Substack. It's an actual newsletter. Oh, yeah. Hand printed. Sorry. Yeah, hand printed. Yeah, with that cranking thing. Yeah. Bell and Tamron ask Cassian how to calibrate the weight of the ship they're stealing, and he is stunned to find out how little information they have, how ill prepared they are. I mean, yeah. He does stunned 
very well. Oh, yeah. Diego Luna? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Because it's the second time he's done it in this series. He did it when Vel first reveals to him the heist is going to happen at an Imperial garrison. Yeah. And he's like, what? (laughs) It's a suicide mission. Yeah. It's very indignant. The other thing is their immediate realization of, oh, we're a shit show. Right? He's pointing it out. And even though Vel's saying... We'll figure it out. We would have figured it out anyway. Like the kind of plucky underdog mentality. The reality is I feel like they all realize in that moment, oh shit, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And it highlights for me again, Maze, that this is early in the rebellion. This is so disorganized and so basic in terms of their sophistication that here comes this guy who they just met a couple of days ago and he's already pointing out what seemed to him to be obvious flaws in the plan he wants to confirm that it's already mounted on the rail he explains there's a load clutch with a gauge to read out the weight it's not in the manual because it's a custom add-on and cassian takes this uncertainty as an opportunity to assert himself he insists on flying the ship later terraman is walking him through his role and cassian really does not like to be touched he is not down with it franken beans (laughs) (laughs) they practice marching like imperial soldiers cassian's correcting them saying skiing should be on the left because he's left-handed cassian was also in charge of watching the hotel guests hit the pinata and i forgot who's left-handed that's a future callback ladies and gentlemen to a cinephobe episode that doesn't drop it for another six days vel and cinta are going to be doing their own plan the tie fighter flies overhead they hide the guns it buzzes them They'll soon see surprise from above is never as shocking as one from below. Yes, Nemec is full of these wonderful quotes that are you can find exclusively in his hand-printed newsletter. Mays, a couple of things here. Number one, I, I got this from Star Wars Theory. This is the first time in Star Wars that the firearms have ever been referred to as guns. Instead of blasters? Instead of blasters, yeah. So that was kind of a little bit of a shock. Do you think that one slipped by? I'm guessing yes. One of the cool things about this series is I don't think you need to know too much about Star Wars to enjoy it. It's a spy thriller is what it is, right? This is Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, and Spy Games. I mean, Born Identity. Born Identity. It's like those movies. So guns, maybe that's just a way to make it a little bit more relatable to that crowd. I don't know. Also, the TIE Fighter pilot, what a dick. At first, they're like, oh, shit, they're onto us. But then you realize as he zooms by, no, he's just an asshole. You know, he's the guy that when it rains and there's a huge puddle near the sidewalk, he speeds up and gets a a good dousing to the people waiting across the street. That's what he was doing. Well, as we're about to get some exposition throughout the rest of the episode, the people stationed on Aldani are not (laughs) thrilled about it. Yeah. And they do not like the locals. No, they do not. So that tracks... Our guy, Doc Brown, is on Ferrix. We don't see any of our friends, though. Everybody is still laying low. He asks Captain Tigo if he wants to set up headquarters here. Captain Tigo wants to be made prefect. Doesn't come with extra pay, but he wants the title. Doc Brown says, you can wear a ball gown if you like. I don't care. This, again, goes back to how much the bureaucracy has swallowed the empire in relatively short order. If you think about it, it's been around, what? 10 years at this point and it is almost completely swallowed where everyone is just trying to climb that ladder not steadying it before they attempt to ascend so 
Captain Tigo is another example of this, this middle management of the Star Wars universe where people are just concerned with uh, getting a, a nice title, getting a nice bump, being stationed in a cooler planet. All these things that are very, very far away from destroying a Death Star or, you know, fighting against your father. Lieutenant Gorn is stomping around, yelling at his underlings. He wants them to clean up this target practice that was left out. That's like the site of where the, the whole eye ceremony happens. And these assholes stuck up something over there and used it as target practice. Mm. And he's pissed like, you Philistines, what are you guys doing here? Morale apparently isn't that high, Maze. No, he finds Corporal Kimsey just staring out into space not doing his job on a damn wall. There are rumors they're going to expand the airbase here, wipe out the locals. They call them Donnies. The Donnies. <laughs> Gorn says there may be less than 100 now. Kimsey says, that's still enough to smell them. Yeah. Can you imagine when it was like thousands of people here? Again, they're all dicks. And Gorn knowingly says, yes, I remember it. Yes. We'll find out why shortly. Sinta is quizzing Cassian on pronunciation while tending to his wound. And then Skeen's going through stuff again. The tension, not that kind of tension, I mean, is rising. <laughs> and we see Cassian tuck the kyber crystal into his shirt after taking it out of his boot. He's just moving it around. Dedra is back at ISB. She sees Doc Brown in the hallway, who's going to be speaking at a conference, the Finkley conference. I mean, he's a big deal. They are peppering us with all sorts of references, both new and Easter egg variety. At some point, I was just overwhelmed with my Googles. I said, this is too much. Too much going on here. Yeah, this is the scene where it gets nuts because she's yeah. talking to her assistant attendant, Hirt, and they've stayed late digging for missing pieces and connections. So we've got Hosnian Prime. Talked about that before. That's the capital of the New Republic. We've got Kessel. Yes, the Spice Mines of Kessel, first mentioned by C-3PO in A New Hope. As somewhere that you want to be, because they might sell us into slavery, into the Spice Mines of Kessel. Spice is the cocaine or the heroin of Star Wars? Take your pick. The spice, if you're into Dune. Yes. <laughs> or the same exact thing, if you're into Dune. Yeah. The Pike Syndicate, where the organized crime family control it, and they get the spice out of these mines in Kessel. Very, very bad work conditions there. Also, Kessel is known for the Kessel Run. That is the stretch of space that Han Solo did faster or in less parsecs than anyone else. Fondor. Fondor is an Imperial shipyard. That's where they make ships. If you played Battlefront 2, you will have seen it when you're flying around and initiating Operation Cinder, which is the plan that the Emperor had in the case of his demise. They also reference Operation Cinder in The Mandalorian when they're doing a heist of an Imperial facility with burst character fondor is also the name of luthan's ship it's a fondor hallcraft i mean so maybe we'll get a little more information on his connection to that i thought that meant it was just made in fondor perhaps it's like a brand you know it's a chevy blazer yeah and then jakku oh that's right jakku and we all know jakku they got targeting consoles from jakku that's where ray's from also proton warheads from base k which we don't know what that is and the aforementioned steer guard which is where they got the Starpath unit from. Two spread out to be organized, but she knows that that's what she would do. Never climb the same fence twice. Her attendant says it's too random to be random. And check it out, I mean, it's ISP Illuminati. <laughs> Connecting the dots. Yep. My note was 
Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> They'll stay late, and she pops some Imperial Adderall or something. Yeah, she popping pills, and I was sweating. I was like, okay, Star Wars again. Adult Star Wars. Pull an all-nighter at the ISB. We're a long way away from Death Sticks. Oh, yeah. Remember Death Sticks? Oh, Primitive. George. <laughs> You're so innocent sometimes. You're popping pills out here, man. Later by the campfire, Terraman is passing around a flask. So drinking, they cheers the rebellion and they burn their models. Back to Cyril playing with his cereal. I didn't tell you how wrong you were about Uncle Harlow. But you will. Oh, my God. I stress that it was a large enough mistake to be deeply educational. Yes, I heard some of that. Our conversation, your side of it, hard to miss. <laughs> Our guy Cyril is so ass off. Oh, 100%. <laughs> There's nowhere for him to go, man. As their rebels are hiking, Vel is quizzing Cassian on details of the heist. And he asks about Lieutenant Gorn. Vel explains that Gorn fell in love with an Aldani woman. Lost a promotion, then he lost the woman, then he lost mm. his taste for the Empire, and everyone has their own rebellion. There it is. Lieutenant Gorn is talking to two subordinates about an unpainted wall. This is where we learn that morale is very low on Aldani. No one wants to be here, but everybody wants to see the eye tomorrow night. So even though they already have a reduced schedule, they're asking for even more reductions, and this is playing directly into our heist hands. Maze, what he pulled here reminded me of Ben Stiller in The Heartbreak Kid when he's going through his epic lie to his newlywed wife about why he was gone all day and why he's got to go out to dinner right now. And so she says, fine, give me a second to put on some makeup and I'll go with you. <laughs> he realizes, damn it. And then he says, okay, let me just call real quick. Let him know we need one more on the skiff. And she gets seasick very easily. So she's like, Skiff? She's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to cancel. I'm not going to go at all. She says, what about the Patagonia account? You're right. <laughs> just the way that he flipped it. So it was their idea to not be here when the heist is going to happen. It was just perfect. We get him with the smug little smile walking away. Yep. And we see the shot of all of the credits. Yep. By the way, earlier when Skeen is going through Cassian's blasters and stuff there is a pile of credits there as well imperial credits while taking a break skeen pulls a knife on cassian and removes the kyber crystal and he is very very proud of himself for doing this for pulling this one on cassian cassian threatens to kill him vel says they don't have time for this they really don't he points out to them skeen does this guy is gonna help us do this thing and he's got something worth thirty thousand credits hanging around his neck it just doesn't add up. And, you know, obviously he was right. And then eventually Cassian says, you got me. I'm getting paid to do this. I'm not down for the cause. And my guy, Nemec, is heartbroken. You can see in his face, he's dashed. What, you mean you're not down for the cause like that? Yeah, I mean, Nemec works at a nonprofit. He is appalled that someone would do this for money. That's definitely not fitting in with his manifesto. But... Cassian has a great point, which is, if it wasn't this, it would just be something else. This is pre-heist jitters, and there's a difference between fear and losing your nerve. He calls them out, says they're losing their nerve, flipped it on him. Mm -hmm. Another great lying technique. It's a perfect deflection. Yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mothma and her husband have a tense car ride. He didn't know anything about her new foundation. Didn't think you'd be interested. It's charitable. Oh, snap. And then she tells him the driver's name again. He asks, say, what's his name again? Oh, my God. He's so dismissive. He is an aristocratic, pompous ass, for sure. The new foundation, of course, is the rebellion, right? That's her cover. It's got to be. It's got to be something that he won't ask questions about because it's charitable. So he would never be interested in. Also, is there any chance that the reason why we keep getting the driver's name, besides to illustrate what a pompous ass parent is, that the driver is someone of note that we need to pay attention to? She alluded that she can't trust anybody and that there's always new people. So he's probably a spy. Yep. The crew approaches the base at night. Cyril stares at the hologram of Andor in his room, just thinking about revenge. Thinking about revenge. Lieutenant Gorn sees the torch signal, and that's when Skeen is urged to tell Cassian about his brother. Skeen is urged to exposition himself. What matters is that they killed him. An Imperial Prefect took his farmland, flooded it, so he couldn't bear it, went in a boat, filled his pockets with stones. That seems like a terribly inefficient way to kill yourself. But it's dramatic. Yes, it is. It's like Virginia Woolf. Always hated the Empire, doesn't know what to call, what he feels now. That's as close to an apology as you're going to get. Close enough. Vel puts Terramin in charge. They need confirmation from Cassian. He agrees. And then Vel and Cinta go off to do their part of the mission. TBD on that. Finally, we close out the episode with Luthen frantically searching the radio for a transmission. His assistant, Clea, reassures him they're either going to be okay out there or they're not. That's a daring prediction. Vel is the only one that traces back, so she must have some Coruscant connection. And Luthen admits he wasn't careful about Cassie and it could come back to bite him. It'll all be over this time tomorrow, or it'll just be starting. Or that... And the only other Easter egg is that in the background of Luthen's back room are two of the Sankara stones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, really? Kalima. And one of the things we left out from last week was that there's a frozen bullwhip in carbonite. No way. Another Indiana Jones reference. Oh, nicely done. So Luthen took a trip to the Indiana Jones universe at some point. Every time you say Luthen, I think of Luben. Luthen. Be like Zippo. You off for scuba? <laughs> the holocrons in the back are humongous. Yes. Is it possible they're not actual holocrons? Maybe they're show versions for like a museum? Yeah. They're definitely not utilitarian. You go to some of these hotels and you go to this little lounge lobby area and there's a coffee table and I have like a tic-tac-toe board, but it's like massive. And it's made out of wood. Or big Jenga. Yeah. Or a massive Toblerone. Yeah, the massive Toblerone, for sure. 
So this was the big setup. I mean, episode six is going to be the eye, the heist. The big heist. Yeah. Do you feel prepared for it? Do you feel like we got enough backstory from these characters? Yeah. I'm with it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I want them to continue to explore these interpersonal relationships. The mommy talk. I like it. It's good. It makes Mon Mothma a much more layered and complex character. And she's always been like, hey, guys, I'm Mon Mothma. Remember me? And she's out, right? Like, all of her appearances in all the Star Wars movies and shows have been like when Gary Payton shows up on a 1990s sitcom. Like, Gary Payton, the glove. Woo! And the city audience claps and, and cheers, right? So getting to know, like, who she is and what her home life is like and what she has to deal with, I find it fascinating. I want more of that. Cyril, who in the first three episodes we just looked at as this dipshit, try hard. Now it's kind of like you said earlier, like, I feel bad for the guy, man. And it makes him more textured and complex. I'm loving this. I can't wait for the heist. I can't wait for this incredible phenomenon known as the eye. But I also find myself wondering, Maze, what the story arc in 7, 8, 9 will be. Who are the new characters we'll see? And does that mean 10, 11, 12, we're going to see all of it come back together? Like all three of the prior storylines tie back in. Yeah, that's a fantastic question to ask. I really liked your thought that Uncle Harlow is Major Partagas. If that is the case, I could see it happening pretty swiftly where we get... Dedra and Cyril together, and I think that could carry seven, eight, nine. Ah, yeah. A little more ISB. Maybe they go to some of these planets. They start to connect the trail. And obviously, once this heist happens, ISB will have to leap into action to figure out what's going on. I love the details. I love the patience. It's fantastic to get to go home with these characters and to have three character arcs where essentially nothing happens, but we learned a lot more about all of the characters. Yeah, it's great exposition, right? Like, that's what it is. Yep. It is exposition done well, I would say. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us here on Rule of Two. Be on the lookout again next Friday. We'll be back. We'll recap what's sure to be a thrilling conclusion to this three-episode arc, episode six, The Heist, right here. On rule of two. Everyone has their own rebellion. Surprise from above is never as shocking as one from below. I don't want to sound like a boomer but i have to go to the bank like physically go to the bank mm. because, what are you why? talking about are we adding names to an account what are we doing here no no so here's the thing like i want to open up another account for some other stuff that i'm doing on the side and i tried to open it up on the on the internet and it wouldn't mm. let me it's like no sorry like it didn't give me a reason it's just like no sorry you can't open up this kind of account on online and i'm like well 
like i need to and it's like no you have to go in so like i have to go into the bank today and like tell them i need certain things like is it is that is that weird have you guys been to a bank in a while yeah i had to go to a bank last summer you still have to go to banks tony I, like how have you avoided the bank <laughs> yeah. in your life that's crazy to me well i mean what do i need to do at the bank like <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't need to do anything like i set myself up i'm electronic baby saving the planet trees in that <laughs> i'm a little disappointed by my lack of side hustles that i need to open things for i need to do mm. things on the side shh, shh. well Ow. billy we had our side business that we know would blow up too yeah we need to get in on that Wait, and which and, business was that well i mean we've we've talked about it it's it's an unfortunate thing that got destroyed by Okay. No, but you know, you know what? I think that this is our time to get in on it because it's going to be off season soon, oh, right? True. So now is the time when people are going to be starting to sell their oh. unwanted inflatable slides, mm -hmm. and then oh, when summer comes that around, that side business. Mm -hmm. I remember this. Guys. Yeah, Tony, you still have to go to the bank to like open a bank account. Like, you, I don't think you can do everything online still. You, there still needs to be like face-to-face -face interaction happening in, in the I bank don't like world. That. Just okay. give me, I, I'll give you all my information. You have my information. Give me a bank account with a routing number and a bank account number and that's it. Like, we don't need to do anything <laughs> else, right? Tony went in the bank and said, hey, how do I set up a Swiss bank account? <laughs> do you guys do Cayman accounts here? Yeah, do you guys do Cayman accounts here or not? Nah? help me launder money. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where I go for this? <laughs> you guys do this here at Chase or not? Nah? I have to go. You gotta I go, go to, to Wells bank. Fargo for that. Uh, yeah, I go, well, I go they to the don't bank like every week to pay rent checks, actually, because our, or not every week, every month, uh, to pay every our rent week. Check. Yeah, every week. I pay rent every single week. No, I, I go every month to, to pay our rent check. That's how our. Do like, you have an old landlord? Like, yeah, they're super old and they won't. Jesus. Like, that's their old. So you, hold on, you go to the it. bank and deposit a check into somebody yeah, else's account dude. every single month? Every month, I have to go to a Wells oh Fargo God. and I walk up to a bank teller and I say, hey, I'd like to give money to other people please just throw this away and they take the check and then a lot of money goes away from my bank account so you can't sell experience. them that money Nothing. from your phone because it goes straight to their account i mean they literally have no idea what zell is <laughs> they are they are old people how old are they let's let's get that first how old are they i think i want i want to say they're just in their like 70s so it's not like that bad yeah. right to where they should be able to work technology, but it's certainly not to where I could ever set up Zelle or Venmo or anything like that, yeah. that's for sure. That sounds miserable, sorry. Yeah. Did you guys hear the news before Jessica's story? DraftKings mm. bought ESPN and DraftKings are doing a deal. So it's a lot of people in our menchies. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reconciliations trying to go on now. They doubted us, they wrote us off, but we didn't write back. That's right. Exactly. Shout out to Gino Smith. By the way, I don't know what any of it means. Just I'm going to go right out in front and say, right. don't know what any of it means. It seems to me like DraftKings, and let me not be the voice, official voice on this, but like, it seems like, you know how you go to different restaurants and Coke is at different restaurants? Kind of seems like that to me. Like, yeah, DraftKings is at different restaurants. Everywhere. Yeah, maybe I'm oversimplifying that. I like that maybe, analogy, Billy. Maybe we'll not have jobs next week. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know anything I didn't talk to anybody. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> what's, the most, what's the second most awkward thing you've seen at the wedding? Well, that she's done. Not that it she's wasn't, done. She did it. Yeah, and it wasn't awkward. It was like I, I fucked up at my sister's wedding majorly. So everyone was out. The, my, my sister got married. So her husband's from South Africa. They got married there. And so everyone was like out at the dance floor. And they were staying at this like old, extremely haunted looking place. Hmm. And... She was like spending the night there. It was like the bridal suite or whatever after the wedding. And so 
they like set up um this big tray of desserts and then you know at the wedding we had these polaroid cameras and everyone was taking polaroids of everything and the it was very very lovely and they you know the staff set up like this stack of the polaroids and all these desserts for my sister and her husband when they came back to the room after the reception and my boyfriend and I snuck into the room to use their like nice bathroom during the reception and I saw all the desserts like out on this tray <laughs> and I thought it would be funny to eat like the <laughs> this is very silly and weird but <laughs> I thought it would be funny to eat like the top of one of them like there was a there was like a lemon meringue thing and so I ate the the meringue off of it and like but I didn't do it normally I like picked it up and like sucked the meringue off the top of it <laughs> and then it like went straight into the back of my throat so I spit it back out and I spit it onto the stack of Polaroids and oh, I, I also should God. mention I had been drinking and so i no. got like sticky <laughs> no. like eggy sugary meringue all over their wedding polaroids <laughs> and so i had to like clean up my mess before they got back to the room and so my boyfriend and i are like trying to scrub like this spat out meringue off of their polaroid <laughs> pictures and we got most of it off but the pictures were all really sticky and so we were like all right well it's fine like let's just leave it so we left and then like I didn't see my sister for like two years because of the pandemic. And I finally saw her and she was, <laughs> she mentioned like something about her Polaroid pictures like being sticky or something after the wedding. And I was like, um, <laughs> and so I admitted to her that I accidentally spit out a dessert all over her pictures. And she was like, I thought there was a ghost in our room because like one of the desserts had just been like halfway eaten <laughs> and we had like no one else had access to this room and I was like, yeah, no, that was me and I was drunk. Damn. I feel like having to wait two years to tell that story to her is what makes it even better, to be honest. Yeah, she was, it was just a mystery for a while. And my boyfriend's like still mystery really, he's crit. actually, Lee's like right here. He's laying on the ground with his head like in his hands. He's like still really embarrassed by it, but shit happens. <laughs> Hi, Lee. That's, that's a lot Lee. worse than the apostrophe. <laughs> no, way worse. Yeah, we should have started there. Valid. Who's gonna do the witty thing? Juju. Bear Bear, you've what? been you're you're witty today. All right, I'm witty today. Well, that'll do it for Wait. another episode of Mystery Crate. What do you got going on? Juju, what's up, Moco? What's up, Moco? This week, ah oh, man, we had Moco trivia, I think. Oh, that might have been last week. You know, marijuana <laughs> kids, marijuana will ruin your future, and marijuana will have you not remembering things. Don't do it. But listen to Moco right now. It's available everywhere you get your podcast. Salute to Renee Montgomery. Boom. No That's DNF this weekend. The race is at 1 a.m. Billy? Uh, on Stupata, we had Dale Jr. come on, and that was fun. He wrote a kid's Dolly. book. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun little episode where he talked about kids' books and concussions. So we kind of covered a broad spectrum on that one. And on God Bless Football, we had Austin Eckler, who's incredible, um, and may not like me because I was critical of how he's done in fantasy this year, but he's, he played a guitar for us. He had a guitar on his lap, which I think he had on his lap just for us to ask him to play the guitar, but that's a story for another day. And Carl Douglas joined to settle a very important dispute. Yes. Thank you, Mia. Also, Sorry about my daughter. To, salute to rage against Twitter. I see you, my brother. You always, uh, got the, the helpful, uh, posts and you always are a big fan of the show. Salute to you, my brother. We got your back. Tony, what do we got on YouTube? Everything. Everything. Check it out. Uh, All right. Okay. Who are you talking to on Miami Mic'd Up this week? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll be talking to like every member of the Miami Heat. 
So every member. Uh, what? Yeah, they'll all that over the next couple of weeks. You'll just hear a whole bunch of interviews. Probably we'll hear from Jimmy Butler in the next couple of days. So wow, should be fun <laughs> on Miami Miked Up. Yeah, the only one, the brother. only one doing ju- journalism around here, Jer Bear and sometimes Billy and Stugatz. Oh, let's Rarely. stay tuned. Bang. Stay tuned. Oh, Juju's doing some journalism. Oh, we got some stuff up sleeves over here, baby. I promise you. I want a wow. new segment so, called Juju Does Journalism. You feel me? Because people, journalism. This, is a, this is an underestimated thing that people don't even realize. Like all these composing of the tweets that these smart people be having to say, that's not necessarily easy to get, to get it right and uh-uh. for the people to want to retweet it. And so what I've done with that, and I'm kind of transitioning now, especially basketball season back, and the Hawks have been reaching out, and we are mm-hmm. vocal media. And mm. one of my mentors, don't Chris Cody. Realize, Greg Cody, oh. I forgot. He's one of the best sports writers in the world. So we got some private calls. We got some things going on. I don't know anything. I didn't talk to anybody about that. Hey. You got to know, man. What about Golik and Smeddy also? And do people just show up to the bar to go to your live show? Or do you have to get tickets? There's no tickets. Just show up 730 O'Rourke's next Friday. Um, yeah, Mike and I had Stefania Bell on this week. Next week, uh, we'll have a show on Wednesday and then the live show on Friday. Very much looking forward to it. Well, that'll be great. All right, thanks, I'm going to the bank. Thanks, Jer Bear slash Witty. Okay, go back. Hey guys, it's Mike Fuentes. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. My last year has been crazy. Started off editing videos for Dan, a podcast here and there, and now I basically do everything there is for Mystery Crate. And it's not about doing something different. It's about doing something that makes me happy. Something that makes me smile. Something that's not as simple as you think. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.